Welcome to Lessons from the Trenches. My name is Brad Cook, and I'm your host. I'm on a mission to talk with as many people as I can. I believe there are powerful and meaningful lessons from those in the trenches. Thank you for joining me on this journey as we talk with people from all types of businesses and in every role. So if you're ready, let's get into the trenches. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Lessons from the Trenches. My name is Brad Cook, and I am your host. And today, I'm going to take a little different approach. I want to share some experience that I had not too long ago, and frankly, how I think corporate America, the average business, can benefit from what their local Chick-fil-A is doing. It's crazy. I know. Stay with me on this. But first, I have a confession. I am a Chick-fil-A junkie. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I drive the speed limit. Well, those that know me know, know that's not true. But my point is, I don't have many vices. Although you put a 12 count nugget with a large fry and a large lemonade in front of me, and if it's in season, a peppermint shake, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into some sort of heaven. That's my version of being an addict. In fact, as I say that out loud, there might be a business idea in the future for that, reforming Chick-fil-A addicts. Well, another day. So not many people probably know that I almost became a Chick-fil-A operator. Let me tell you, it's a long process that is grueling. At least it was for me. I, I've heard of people going through and getting selected on their first try. Uh, hats off to them. They must have been very special candidates. I want to say the last number I heard, Chick-fil-A gets about 80,000 applications every year for new owners, people that are interested in owning a Chick-fil-A. 80,000, that might be a little high now that I think about it. But if it's not 80,000, it's 60 or 70. It's a lot. Think about that for a second. Uh, You could not fit all of the people in the course of a year that want to be a Chick-fil-A owner into a football stadium. Wouldn't fit. Unless, of course, you're talking about the University of Michigan, the big house. Pretty safe. They got some extra space. That's a lot of applicants. And consider they only open, Chick-fil-A only opens somewhere between 200, 275 locations a year. That might be higher now. But when I started, it was closer to 225. I got all the way to the end of this grueling process. When I say grueling, I mean expression of interest, then an application, then a video recorded interview, then an in-person video or live video recording interview, and then on site. They bring you to Atlanta for another one. And they bring you back to Atlanta for another one. Ultimately, this goes on and on until you reach a point of being in what they call the selection pool. So that is near the end. That's as far as I got. But in that pool, you sit and you wait for opportunities that open up that align with what you're interested in and what Chick-fil-A thinks you're going to be 
best suited for. Over the course of about three years for us, and frankly, that was extended. I think the average person doesn't go through uh, and take three years. Some do. Some take longer, five, six years. But over the course of my three years, I learned so much about the company. I volunteered in several different stores in different states. I spent time with store owners. Um, I spent time with their team. I was able to get my hands into the weeds, if you will. I was able to get my hands on the chicken and the breading and the shakes. But ultimately, the, the whole goal of that was to really understand the business. And I'm so glad I did. So what's the point of telling you this? There are several things I think regular businesses, so non-Chick-fil-A, of course, other quick-serve businesses can model after Chick-fil-A, but businesses that are just B2B, even B2C in some other environment, can learn so much from the way that their local Chick-fil-A operates. And today I wanted to point out one, just one. And as I was thinking about what I wanted to say and how I wanted to set this idea up, I had to stop myself from overthinking it. One of the big things that is foundational in Chick-fil-A is the constant pursuit of their vision. Every good thing I believe that happens, that can happen, is because of their vision and values. So what it isn't is they provide an ideal climate for young employees to better develop their skills, so that can translate into better guest experiences. Yes, all of those things in part are what comes out of having uh, the visions and values that Chick-fil-A does, but they go about it much more simple. At the end of the day, they simply want to improve the lives of everyone they come in contact with, period. Simple, isn't it? It speaks to their guests, customers, and their employees, team members. So this is what I want to unpack a little. From a marketing and communication standpoint, this is brilliant, simply brilliant. It's simple, it's easy to understand, and more importantly, it's easy for the individuals in the company, in the location, to apply that to them in what they do, to be able to see themselves improving the lives of others in ways that make sense to them. Recently, I came across a clip of a mission statement from a B2B company. It goes something like this, enhancing our customers' mission performance by providing innovative solutions to challenging issues. Now think about that for a second. Can you see the average employee being able to know what that means to them or translate that into some sort of action for their role? Maybe a PhD could. I'd argue that maybe a PhD wrote that. With improving the lives of everyone they come in contact with is sort of their guiding compass. It's easier for the young people to understand their young employees to understand what they're being asked to do. For example, a store that I worked at for several months in my selection process would do bathroom checks every 15 minutes or so during peak times. 
this is back when people were eating at restaurants still. Every 30 minutes or so, non-peak times, maybe a little longer. The 16-year-old, whose job it was, on their shift, I guarantee you they probably rolled their eyes when they first started thinking to themselves, why do I need to check the bathroom so often? It's stupid. Looks the same way as it did 30 minutes ago. Come on. Granted, I'm, I'm talking as if my teenagers were replying. But when they understand the mission, that simple mission of improving the lives of everyone they come in contact with, they start to understand why. Now, it's not just the obvious fact that using a public restroom is sort of playing roulette, right? I mean, we all know you, you really don't know what you're going to get when you open the door in a public restroom. Now, because of that, there's likely a fair amount of anxiety that goes on when you got to go in public. So as you start to understand what that will do, setting the mind at ease, in addition to that, it's reassuring to the guests in the restaurant that see this care to continually go into the restroom, to continually swap out supplies. What kind of message do you think that sends? I mean, for me, the translation is pretty clear. Hey, if they're paying that much attention to detail on the restroom, imagine what kind of care and caution and focus they have making my food, right? It just, it just carries forward. Now, there's another way that having a simple, clear message and idea fosters great results. And this includes the people you work with. That's right. The people standing next to you, improving the lives of those you come in contact with is no different. Here's an example. By the way, if anybody listening wants to learn how to build a high-performing team where they want to see what that looks like in real time, you could go to a NASCAR race. You, I mean, you can look at the pit crews. That's a great example. You could uh, look at the military, special operations community. Fantastic. Doesn't get any more high-performing than that. Or, and a lot easier to do than those others, is just go to your local Chick-fil-A. Go there at lunchtime and check out the drive-thru. So the person that's in charge of doing the drinks in the drive-thru has their hands full during rush. Imagine this, the kitchen is cranking out chicken. The cars are moving through the drive-thru. And if you haven't been in a Chick-fil-A drive-thru, it's an amazing orchestrated dance, movement, right? Your first impression when you pull in the parking lot is, oh man, look at this line. It's gonna take forever. Uh, mental notes, no, I know not to come here at lunch, that kind of a thing. But then, while you're mentally prepared for it to take 15, 20 minutes to get through, you're through in like six, right? It's incredible. Well, back to the drinks. So the drink station tends to be a bottleneck in the drive-thru. You can only pour drinks so fast you're not pre-making a bunch, although that is a strategy to pre-make some drinks, and they do. But nonetheless, there's there's one machine, there's one lever for Coke, Diet Coke, etc. So you can only go so fast. When I first started doing drinks, I got behind all the time. Crazy. 
I was stressed. I couldn't believe that looking at a screen and then looking at a monitor of all the cars in the drive-thru would freak me out as much. But here's what happened. I got behind, but it wouldn't last. Something magical would happen. The people around me would start doing little things to make my job easier. Without me having to throw up the hand and say, hey, I'm buried, I need help. Granted, that happened. <laughs> um, and I would get help. There would be a point where I'd get so far behind. But it's, it was just amazing to me to see the little things that those in and around me would do without being asked. So the person at the window, they would start putting lids on the cups after I made the drinks and pushing those little descriptive buttons so you wouldn't accidentally get a Coke when you wanted Dr. Pepper. Or they would fold the drink carriers. Now, they were busy. They had, they had a lot of responsibility. They were greeting the guests at the window. They were taking payment, doing gift cards. You know, they, they were busy. But they would have these 15, 20-second lulls, and they would just automatically want to help the person at the drink machine. It's not part of the training. Or the person that is refilling the ice. So this, this was great. Uh, first time in the rush, I start to see the ice machine go down. Uh, routinely, there's a runner that's coming and refilling those things. He'd stop and he'd look at the screen and he'd say, all right, looks like Brad needs two T's. So he'd pour two T's or more realistically, he would pre-do a bunch of ice cups, all little things to make my job easier. During the course of your shift at a Chick-fil-A, you're going to move around to different roles, especially in the front of the house. Order taking, you're in contact with the customer, the guest, and your only focus, your only concern is improving their life. In the drive-thru, in that cockpit, so that's what they refer to that little area in the drive-thru where all that magic happens. They call it the cockpit. Your customer is the team member that's next to you. And if you ask anybody in the military, uh, that tends to be the way that militaries and teams and platoons and squads all operate, right? The most important thing to them is the, the guy to the right and the girl to the left. Same thing inside of Chick-fil-A. Don't miss this. They're teenagers. I'll come back to that. So I've worked with companies who, after hearing that I share about Chick-fil-A's vision or their, their guiding compass, they too say, well, hey, yeah, we're, we're definitely in the business of improving the lives of others. But what we usually find is that they're very customer-centric when they say that. I've seen a customer service rep in a manufacturing business talking with a customer and really going out of their way to serve them. I mean, just laser focused on whatever their needs were. And yeah, quite frankly, that was this, one of the reasons for the success of that company is there were customer service reps that, that focused so heavily on serving the customer. But five minutes after that phone call, that same person walked right by 
someone that was struggling to open the door, a colleague that had her hands full of job tickets. That same person throwing an empty coffee cup into a garbage can that's already full and just overflowing. That's not someone that has any focus on improving the lives of those around them. Great at customer care, but the bigger piece is lost. And it's not part of any kind of training inside of corporate America. This is where I see companies falling short. Yes, they put the customers first, and in some views that is improving the lives of others. But compared to Chick-fil-A, their focus is on improving the lives of everyone they come in contact with. There's not a distinction between the mom with two kids standing at register three or the person who's making shakes. So how does this translate into business results? If you look at Chick-fil-A, they have the largest group of loyal customers. Maybe largest, maybe largest isn't accurate, but the most loyal, that I think is for sure. In fact, they refer to them as raving fans. Yes, the food is good. And yes, the people are ridiculously nice to you when you go to a Chick-fil-A. But I believe at the end of the day, the loyalty comes from how they make you feel when you're there. One day, you'll just realize, and I've, I've heard guests tell me that, that they always feel a little better when they leave Chick-fil-A. Or they always feel a little, little better when they're dining at their Chick-fil-A. Having that feeling associated to your business, that drives loyalty. And loyalty translates into dollars. There really isn't a fair comparison of the financial performance of uh, quick serves to Chick-fil-A. It is night and day. Chick-fil-A stores have significantly higher revenues than other chains in the same area. It is night and day. When I started my selection journey and I got to the point of understanding the, the numbers behind the franchise, uh, it was just shocking, the difference. And as I mentioned before, we can't lose sight of the fact that Chick-fil-A does this with teenagers. Teenagers, by design, usually don't go out of their way to make other people's lives better, especially strangers. So if teenagers can work inside of this culture model, so can adults. All right, let me, let me take a second here and sum up for a second. Corporate America can learn a thing or two from the local Chick-fil-A. Having a simple and easy to understand focus of improving the lives of those we come in contact with, serving the clients in a way that success is defined as, did we make their life better, period. End of day. End of story. Externally, you're going to build incredible loyalty, or as Chick-fil-A would say, raving fans. Internally, you build higher performing teams a more flexible and nimble workforce. Now, uh, this is simple to say. So much more difficult to do in practice. There is a mind shift that has to take place with employers. Chick-fil-A, they know their employees are only passing through. There's no uh, misguided thinking that everyone they hire is going to be a lifelong employee. 
right? It's just not the case. They get it. Turnover is not great in any company. It hurts the quick serve business. There's a lot of training, if you can imagine, that goes on and all of that's lost every time someone leaves. But in corporate America, the stakes are even higher. Turnover in corporate America is much harder to recover from. But think about this. If you're an employer and you have the mindset that you're going to pour into your employees, that that you take it upon yourself, that you have the responsibility to improve the lives of your employees and prepare them for their next stop. I don't know for sure, but I bet employees are going to be happier. And they might be more engaged. They're probably going to perform better. And wouldn't you know it, they're probably not going to want to leave. So turnover, the thing that you're coming to grips with that, A, it's going to happen, is actually not going to happen as bad as you think it will. Of course, the quality of the work and the speed, all that's going to get better. I was fortunate that I was able to work with a few groups of young Chick-fil-A leaders during uh, my selection process when I was working at my local Chick-fil-A. Personally, I'm I'm a huge fan of 4DX, the four disciplines of execution. At its simplest, if you're not familiar with it, it's a, it's an execution model. I felt it was a really good way to help Chick-fil-A employees get better at getting better. I was thrilled to see how quickly those young leaders grabbed onto the methods. And uh, I should point out that at the time that we were doing these workshops was really the beginning of the pandemic. So the speed at which their business changed was very fast. I mean, think about it. Your entire business hinges on your ability to serve food to people. People are locked down, right? They're, they're not out. And as things started to open back up, the way that you serve them was different. It had to be different. So Chick-fil-A corporately came up with very creative solutions. But at the level of each individual Chick-fil-A franchise is where I feel the magic really took place. The team members, uh, directors, the leadership of the Chick-fil-A store came up with innovative ways to continue to serve guests and keep staff and guests safe. Now, as as I was finishing this series of workshops, these young leaders, I'll call them young adults, were daily putting things into practice to find ways to do things better, more efficiently, safer. They were successful. They were extremely successful because of this commitment that they had to improve the lives of others. Now, I'd be an an idiot, a knucklehead, if I didn't point out that all of this stems from the operator, the operator and his leadership team. Uh, The success of their response to the pandemic happened because of the leadership of the owner and his team. I would imagine like any and all change, there's a curve. In the beginning and until really everyone buys in and trusts, things are gonna be anything but smooth. In fact, you might even go backwards for a little bit. 
pretty soon you'll pick up momentum and your employees are going to be developing new and better ways to serve each other and the client sort of becomes its own living, breathing thing. Don't know if you've ever seen that movie called Scrooged, the Bill Murray version, but there's a, there's a scene at the end where he finally sees the light, so to speak. And he talks about having the Christmas spirit. And if you can have it, I can have it. And we can share it and it can grow, blah, blah, blah. It's a great scene. Check it out if you haven't seen it. But it's like that. It just becomes this thing that engulfs the culture. I'll say this, the cotter pin, the thing that holds all of this together, that makes it possible for Chick-fil-A is that it starts in the hiring. They know the types of people who do well in these environments. They know you can teach a set of skills. You could teach order taking, breading, cooking, but what you can't teach, what is, what is very difficult to teach is that desire to serve others, selflessly serve others, putting someone else ahead of my needs. You can do it. It is possible, but it takes longer. Even for a teenager, I've seen Chick-fil-A's hire a teenager that fit all of the right criteria was maybe low on the the score of someone that would be willing to uh, care for and serve their team. And I've seen them transition into a, a fantastic team member. Can you imagine trying to do that or, or relying on that to happen with a 30-year-old or 40-year-old, 50-year-old? I mean, if you could... It would take forever. And then you'd have to ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze? If you own a business or you're a leader in someone else's business and you want to build incredibly loyal customers, you want to you have teams that are constantly looking for ways to, to make things better for their other team members and customers. If you want to have a reputation as the place to work, take a page out of your local Chick-fil-A. Start with simplifying your mission. Focus on improving the lives of everyone that you come in contact with. Reach out to your local Chick-fil-A operator. I know they would be very open to giving you a peek inside their business. I mean, after all, they want to have a positive impact on all those that come in contact with Chick-fil-A. During my selection journey and my really getting to understand Chick-fil-A, several people played a huge role for me. My brother Jeff, he owns a Chick-fil-A in Dothan, Alabama. Uh, having followed his journey in Chick-fil-A from the time he submitted his written expression of interest to opening a brand new location from scratch, he blended 20 years of military leadership with some of the Chick-fil-A core values and created his own very successful location. Turned out wonderful leaders, many of whom gone on to have success in corporate America or some in the military, even in Chick-fil-A's in other ways. Virtually every operator I reached out to to pick their brain 
was quick to say yes and always gave and shared more than I expected. I've mentioned me working at a Chick-fil-A a few times. I have to give a shout out to Jamie Fuller. He owns the Chick-fil-A in Madison, Wisconsin, the West Town location. He was extremely helpful to me as well. He allowed me to work alongside his group, gave me access to learn from virtually every area of the store. Just incredibly open and, and willing to, to help me any way he could. I mentioned earlier, I worked with a Chick-fil-A-specific coach. I'm huge into coaching. I think everyone should have a coach at some point in their life. Kelly was very helpful. Her company, Leadership Consultancy, they focus strictly on Chick-fil-A operators. And their focus is helping those operators become more successful in business and in developing strong leadership teams. Okay, I'm going to land the plane now. The whole point of this is just to point out perhaps the elephant in the room. Employers, business owners need to shift their priority more along the lines of not just improving their customers' lives, because I think every successful business has that somewhere in their goal, because happy customers tend to lead to revenue, right? But the bigger play, the stronger play is to continue that focus onto your team, your employees. The benefits are far greater than any kind of pain you might feel in that transition. Chick-fil-A is successful for a lot of reasons, and a lot of the reasons they are stem from this core desire to serve. So that's it. That's my two cents. I am off to get my nuggets and lemonade. Appreciate everyone listening, and I look forward to connecting on the next episode. 